There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on ACAST. I'm Jolie Kerr, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. A companion post to this episode containing show notes appears on deadspin.com, and you should send your questions about cleaning or anything else, really, to joliecare at gmail.com, or just chat with me in the comments of Deadspin. Speaking of Deadspin, I haven't said that in a few weeks, huh? It seems only fitting that I'm closing out the year. I returned to Deadspin by having one of my favorite colleagues, Dom Cosentino, join me to talk all about Christmas. Hey, Dom. Hi, Jolie. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, 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 indeed. We've got festive hats on. Yes, we do. <laughs> we, um, you guys, we, uh, we recorded, we, we flipped this a little bit and we recorded the bonus episode already. Um, so I can tell you what we talked about. We talked about um, Italian Christmas traditions because Dom and I are both Italian. And so um, to, to mark that important topic, I brought us both Santa hats that have um, an animal print um, motif on them because God knows an Italian girl loves an animal print. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I never met an animal print I didn't love. <laughs> um, the other thing that we talked about over in the bonus episode, just to entice you guys, if you haven't signed up on Patreon yet, um, <clears throat> As we talked about my recent trip to Satin Dolls, which is the New Jersey strip club um, on which the Bada Bing from The Sopranos is based. Um, I got my first lap dance. It was very exciting. I talked all about that. So um, if you um, if you want to get access to those bonus episodes, I want to remind you that I offer bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool rewards to my premium subscribers. If you would like to help underwrite my show by becoming an Ask a Clean Person, the podcast patron, go to patreon.com slash askacleanperson to check out all the packages I'm offering and to select the level of giving that's right for you. Your support helps me so much, and I'd love to hear from you if there are rewards you'd like me to consider making available. Speaking of patrons, I have some new patrons to thank. So I have some very special new patrons to thank this week, you guys. You guys have really been bringing it for me. Um, so I want to say a big thank you to Kate West. A huge, 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 very special thank you to Sue Story, who edited her pledge to $3.69, as we say on this show. Nice. <laughs> and an even bigger thank you to Emily Miller, who also edited her pledge to $6.90. Nice, nice, nice. Ladies, thank you. Um, my, so my listeners do this for me. They, they put in... 420 and like 690 or they do like a dollar amount and 69 cents because they know that i'm a child and i love i love those jokes yes um so it's been it's been going it's been going on for for a while now but it's, it's been ramped up in the past couple of weeks i think for the holidays um nice yeah nice <laughs> um so thank you for that um also before we get into today's episode all about christmas messes um I have a big, 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 big announcement. Um, as many of you guys know, I'm going to be doing my first ever live show. 
It's going to be here in New York City at the Gizmodo Media Group office, which is Dom and I, Dom and I work there. And so that's going to be the space where we're, we're having the event. It's a really cool space. Um, that is happening on January 11th at 7 p.m. Doors will open at 6.30. The love of my life, Molly McAleer of Please Advise, is coming in from L.A. to be my guest hostess, and we are going to have the best time. You can buy tickets by heading over to – ready, guys? Pay attention because this is a little bit of a long one. <laughs> You're going to head over to Ask a Clean Person Podcast Live, all one word, Ask a Clean Person Podcast Live, dot – Splash that.com. You can also email me for the link because I know that's a lot to remember from like listening to it once. Um, I'm going to plug the link into my deadspin post. I'll be promoting it on Twitter. I'm at Jolie Care, J O L I E K E R R. I'll be putting it on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash ask a clean person. Um, but if you can't find the link for it, just feel free to email me and I'll make sure um, that you get it. I hope a lot of you are going to come out. It really is going to be a super fun night. We've got. Um, We've got some cool sponsors that are going to be there. There are going to be some drinks and all of that kind of stuff, and it's just going to be a great, fun, super night. Um, all right, you guys, before we can get to that fun super night, we've got to talk about another fun super night, which is Christmas. Christmas and Christmas Eve are really fun nights. Um, even though I think you guys know I, I get a little grinchy around the holidays, um, I'm doing my best to be super festive this year, and I actually am pretty excited about Christmas. Um, and I'm very excited about these Christmas messes that we have to clean up. So I'm going to have Dom read our first question from Sally. Okay. Sally writes, Hi, Jolie. I'm a longtime listener of Ask a Clean Person, and I've been reading your advice online since you were on the hairpin. Oh! I recently spilled some eggnog mixed with Kahlua and Bailey's Irish cream. Not sure if that changes the cleaning advice. <laughs> on a white flannel sheet. Help. It's a really cute sheet cute sheet set printed with bunnies and hearts and scarves and i want to save it thanks sally no problem sally first of all i love that she's sitting in bed drinking spiked eggnog that is l-i-v-i-n yes like i'm all in on that yeah. i am all in on that in fact i might go home tonight and sit in my bed and drink some spiked eggnog because i haven't had any eggnog this, this season me neither <gasps> okay well we got to fix that yeah. we got to mm -hmm. fix that yeah um we'll, we'll get right on that um, also, we got a detour real quick, and we got to say that. So I saw Dom in the office like last last week, and I was like, "Are you excited to come on the clean cast?" And um, of course, and of course he was, because um, who wouldn't be? I mean, yeah. Well, Natch. you know, well there, you know that there's a there's like a subset of our colleagues who like out and out refuse to come on the show. I wouldn't doubt that they're yeah. totally freaked out by the concept of it. And then there are the ones who like are like, I, well, I just want to keep coming back. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's really funny. Um, and they're exactly the people you would think they would be. Yes, I know. Right? I, yeah. I think I know exactly yeah. who you're talking about in both categories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Without even having to, to yeah, consider you don't even the have to take a take a second to think yes. about it. Um, so, um, so I was like, Tom, I've got an important question for you. Are you? pro or anti eggnog very and was, pro and he was like i'm i'm super pro and our editor-in-chief tim marchman was sitting there and he looked up and he was like oh rubbish yeah i mean <laughs> tim marchman has the worst palate in the world is the thing of course he hates eggnog of course he hates anything delicious yeah i mean marchman <laughs> eats like sticks as cereal <laughs> cereal you know and he sleeps with with dip in his mouth yeah yeah <laughs> or what he has some fancy some really a, really bad food takes yeah so he has his there's just there's a lot wrong with his mouth i think it's clear we're in the right yes. given that he given his complete 
hatred for eggnog. Yes. That, that's an, yeah. an indication that eggnog is a that good thing. Eggnog is good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I also asked, because, uh, you know, it's a big thing. I mean, it's a big thing with a lot of people, but, like, especially with Italians, there's, like, a huge amount of pride in kind of having your own family recipe. So I was like, do you make your own eggnog? And he was like, hell no, I buy it in the cart. And yeah, I was yeah. like, thank God, so do I. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not that crazy, yeah, you know. Yeah, So um, anyway, I'm, I'm all in on the cart and stuff. Um, actually, to be honest, like, the the homemade stuff kind of gives me the freakies. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I worry about salmonella. Yeah, yeah. It, it can be Ugh. icky, yeah. you know. Exactly. So, um, okay, one last eggnog question. There's, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm riffing with you is because there's a short answer to this question. Um, you guys never fear eggnog is not super stainy. Um, what do you spike your eggnog with? Vodka. Tom. Yeah. I find that so strange. Well, it's not. I've never, it's good. I, don't, I don't think I had ever heard, I don't think I'd ever heard of someone spiking the eggnog yeah. with vodka. Is it just because it doesn't have a flavor? I don't know what it is. It, and honestly, it, it wasn't, I never really drank spiked eggnog until I moved in with Meg, and that's the way she wanted to have oh, it. Oh, it's and Meg's thing. Yeah, I'm blaming her. Oh, the truth comes out. But, okay, I'm going to ask But her. it's good. Okay, I mean, it's I believe It's actually you. good. And like I, 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 it, we, we, we put a little nutmeg on top mm-hmm. and, and a candy cane in, and we serve, we have a, not like a, I wouldn't say it a, it's a snifter, but we have a little fancy glass that we serve Cute. it in when we have it. So and, uh, we haven't had it yet this season, though. So that, well, that's, on the, that. that's on the well, agenda for this I have weekend. an idea. Why don't you invite me over for some eggnog? Yes. Because then I can see go. Meg. Yes. And I can see Cam, and we can drink some eggnog. And sounds like I'll a plan. Bring, I'll bring the vodka. All right. All right. Sounds like a plan. So I'm a, I'm a bourbon girl. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll sometimes I'll do rum, but like if you know my go-to is bourbon. Um, I like bourbon too. Yeah. I just don't, I have never had it in eggnog. So oh, I'll tell you what. Actually, you bring the vodka. I'll bring the <laughs> bourbon, and we'll and we'll, we'll compare. compare. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That'll okay. be, we'll have a ta- we'll have a tasting. Perfect. An eggnog tasting. Perfect party. evening. Yeah. Um. So um. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bourbon girl. Um. For sure. All right. Let me talk to you guys about um eggnog stains. Is it easy? Don't eggnog is not super stainy, so you don't need to freak out. Um, the first thing I want you to do is I want you to flush the sheet with um, cold running water. Now, the cold water is really important because I'm going to tell you a weird thing about dairy. And I don't even know if you know this. Dairy, and it's also true of starch, when it comes in contact with hot water, becomes gummy. Really? Yes. So if you are washing, um, like if you're washing a dish in which you've made, say, macaroni and cheese, which is both dairy and starch, you want to start by rinsing it out with cold water. Get out of town. Yeah. Isn't that really good to know? Yes. Yeah, like I your pasta pots. I'm, right. I'm always the one trying to soak that stuff in hot mm-hmm. water because I can't clean it right away. Other so, way around. Cold uh, water. And then uh, and then you clean with hot, you know. But well, the, right, sure. Right, yeah. the initial rinse. So so that's just a funny thing to remember um, about, about dairy. Um, then once you've flushed the stuff through, you can just really rub a little liquid laundry detergent um, or an enzymatic pretreatment. Um, product like Zout is a great one. You guys know that's my go-to enzymatic one. On the stain um, and then launder it. And, it. and it should come right out. Now, if for any reason you take it out of the wash and there's still a stain there, first of all, don't put it in the dryer because the heat's going to set the stain. Um, there's, uh, you can just retreat it using a more specialized product. I don't think you actually really, really need these, but I want you to know that it exists. So Carbona Stain Devils. So my old friend, the Stain Devils. I love them. Also Italian, Carbona. Hey. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that. Um, 
you're really good at that. Hey. Your, your voice drops like four octaves when you do it, too. It's just great. <laughs> um, so the stain devils, um, you guys know there are nine of the stain devils. They're all different formulas for different kinds of stains. Um, number four is the one that you want. That is for blood, dairy, and ice cream. Now, I don't know why they have to differentiate between dairy and ice cream, yeah. but they do. That's, that's just what it is. Um, so before we move into the next question, um, I also want to tell you guys another story. This literally just happened today. Dom doesn't even know this. Uh-oh. Um, it's not bad. It's funny. Okay. Our colleague, Lindsay Adler, um, Lindsay Adler, who's been, you guys, she was on the show when we did the Ask an Adequate Woman, um, episode. I'm going to definitely have her come back in the new year and join me for another, just like general, um, probably actually something about hair because her boyfriend, um, recently snaked their drain um, on the advice of one of my old Ask a Clean persons from Deadspin. Um, and apparently he was like just furious with her and her hair after having to do this. Um, and um, so I feel like that would be a good like topic for her because it's, it's personal. So we'll talk about hair stuff. Um, she texted me this morning and she was like, I Googled and I didn't find anything. And I think I have a topic for Ask a Clean Person. How do you get eggnog off a carpet? And I literally had just written the note, the show notes for today's episode. And I took a photo of my notebook and sent it to her. And I was like, Lindsay, that is so weird. I literally just wrote these notes. And I was like, well, here's the answer. I was like, but if you can't read my scratchy writing, like I told her what to do. So what she did for that, you guys, just so you know, um, if you spill eggnog on the couch or the carpet or you're on Edna and you can't flush her with water um, is I told her to pour a little bit of liquid laundry detergent. And by a little bit, I mean like, like a quarter teaspoon to a half teaspoon, like a tiny, tiny little bit of liquid laundry detergent into the cup of the laundry detergent bottle. Um, and then to fill the rest of it with water to, so to dilute it mm-hmm. and then take a light colored rag, dip it in that solution kind of wring it out a little bit and just scrub at the eggnog. And that worked. That did it. That took it out of the rug wow. and it'll take it out of a couch. That so. would work with milk too? Mm-hmm. It'll work with milk too. Have... You just want to remember to use cool water. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. As a parent of a three-year-old, the milk that comes up. is everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Okay. Indeed. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, okay. So we are going to move into um, our, our next uh, very this – is, this is like I think the ultimate Christmas – question right so here's our question from carrie that dom is going to read for us okay carrie asks hello i love your advice and have gone crazy using baking soda and white vinegar to get spots out of my carpet work brilliantly love it and now i have a question of my own i first bought my christmas tree in my new car and the guy who helped me load it loaded it kind of shoved the cut end into the upholstery leading to direct contact with sap from a fraser fur how do I get it out without worrying about taking color out of my dark upholstery? Advice appreciated. Sure thing. Easy, easy, easy. So there are actually a lot of ways to get pine sap off of and out of things. And I'm going to run through a whole bunch of them. Um, I'm not going to get even close to doing all of them because there are so many ways to get sap out. So if, you, if you're like, but I use peanut butter, which that's a real thing, using peanut butter, mm-hmm. um, which is insane. Don't, don't do that. It's a waste of good peanut butter and peanut butter itself will stain other things and make another mess and don't do that. But it does work. Um, I'm kind of wondering why the tree was in her car instead of instead on top of Instead of on of top it. of it? Yeah. Mm, maybe it was small. Yeah. Or maybe she has like an SUV that has fold-down seats. Yeah. I'd yeah, still I mean, put it on top, I guess. 
for the, to avoid this problem. Right, to avoid this problem. I'm getting I, needles everywhere, too. Right, and I'm going to talk about needles. Even though she didn't specifically ask yeah. about needles, I'm going to roll I'm going to roll this question into giving the okay. the, the needle advice. Um because the ne- needles are a funny little animal too. They they do need to be handled in a in a very like specific way. Um, okay, so I'm going to give you a whole bunch of different ways to get sap off of things. What I want you guys to do, however, is I want you to think about the things I'm recommending, and I want you to think about the surface off of which the sap needs to be removed. And I want you to pick the thing that's going to be the safest and best for the surface. In question, so I'm, I'll give you I'll give you an example. One of the things you can use is paint thinner. If you've got pine sap on a painted table, however, you don't want to be using paint thinner. You also don't want to be using acetone nail varnish remover because it's <laughs> going to take all the paint off of it. Um, so those are I want you to be kind of doing that kind of math for yourself um, about like what the surface is and what what's going to be safe on it. But here is my list. This is just going to be like a a like laundry list basically. Oh, there's a little cleaning pun that I just made. I didn't even mean to. Nice. Um, thank you. <laughs> um, I'm just so on brand all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, you can use rubbing alcohol. Rubbing alcohol is probably going to be one of the, the best bets for almost every surface. It will not have a bleaching effect on dark um, upholstery, so she was worried about that with her car. Um, you don't need to worry about that with rubbing alcohol. One other thing to keep in mind, especially if you get sap on your hands when you're like out and about and then you have to like drive home and you've got sappy hands, um, is that hand sanitizer will work because it has a high concentration of alcohol. So if you have to get sap off of yourself or something on the fly and you've got hand sand, use that because mm. that's going to be your best bet. And it, and it works the same way that rubbing alcohol works and for the same reason. Um, I already mentioned this one, but nail, nail varnish remover will work. You want to use the acetone kind. Um, you know, again, don't use that on a painted surface because it's going to take the varnish. I mean, it's varnish remover. Um, so similarly, paint, paint thinner and turpentine, those will also work on sap. But again, you want to be really mindful. Um, you can use WD-40. Oh, my God, my favorite thing in the world. I love, I'm ob- <laughs> obsessed with WD-40. I'm so obsessed with WD-40 that um, a couple months ago I was in the office over with um, with my Jalopnik fam and it happened to be that Jason Torchinsky was in that day and I had never I'm a huge fan of his stuff and I was so I was so excited to get to meet him he and I literally sat down Dom and had a 45 minute conversation about WD-40 wow like it was just a straight and at the end of it we were like we should have been recording that that would have been an amazing yeah. podcast <laughs> right. um, so actually what we're going to do is um Try to recreate the conversation. Or? Well, we're, we, I mean, you can't, you can't, re- you can't do that. Can't recreate the spontaneity yeah, of a like WD forty conversation. Yeah, it's like lightning in a bottle. <laughs> um, but what we, what we, what, what Team Jalopnik and I are going to be because you know that I write for Jalopnik route yeah, now, right? Yeah. Um, so um, what we're going to do is Kristen Lee um, is also a huge fan of WD forty, and we discovered that she's also a huge fan of of one of my other favorite products, which is Dr Bronner's. I'm obsessed with Dr. Bronner's. And um, we discovered on, through the magic of Twitter, that Dan McQuaid, our Dan McQuaid, Mm -hmm. um, is also a huge fan of Dr. Bronner's. In fact, he's such a huge fan that he has a market that he goes to where he lives in Philly that sells Dr. Bronner's on tap. Wow. On tap. It's a dream. (laughs) Um, So we're going to have him come up in the new year 
And he and Kristen and I are going to do a whole episode devoted entirely to WD-40 and Dr. Bronner's, just like singing their praises. So we're very, very excited. That sounds that. exciting. I have a lot of fun plans for the new year, I have to say. Like, yeah. I, I really, you know, I'm excited about the live show. Um, I've got some really cool guests coming on. We've got some fun stuff planned. And um, we, I think a lot of GMG people, the GMG people have been amazing as guests on the show. Um, okay, so WD-40 is, is a great one. That wouldn't stain WD-40? No, so the way you have to do with WD-40, it's, it's great for hard surfaces because it's easy to wipe away. You can use it on fabrics. It works really well. But the thing is you have to know about it is you spray it, you leave it for like 30 seconds, not longer. Right, 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 right. You you wipe away the stain, and then you immediately have to go over the area where you've put the WD-40 with a little bit of, like, liquid dish soap or liquid laundry detergent because you've got to remove you the WD-40. Right. That's, that's yeah. what I was wondering exactly. about. Yeah. Um, but it does work really, really well huh. um, as a stain remover. It's just that you then have you to. It's like, it's like the It's like the peanut butter thing. Yeah. Like, it will work, but then you got to clean off the peanut butter or the WD-40. Right. Um, okay, two more. These are really, really helpful to know about because everyone has them. Um, salt. So if you have sap on your hands and you take some salt and just rub your hands together with the salt, it'll just take the sap right out. So that's really, really good to know about. The other thing is cooking oil. Any kind of cooking oil. Obviously, this isn't what you want to do for fabric because then you're going to have an oil stain. And I can help you with that, but just don't. Like, <laughs> just... <laughs> Stick with the rubbing alcohol for fabric. Um, but it is very, very good to know about the oil thing for skin and for hair. So I got um, a question recently on Twitter from someone who got pine sap on her cat. And I was I like... I don't want to know. I was like... <laughs> 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 My mind is so dirty. I don't, even, I don't even need to tell any of you guys where my mind went with that one. Just know that I have a very dirty mind. Um, so, yeah, I was like, well, get rid of the cat is the solution. Um, no, I didn't. Sure. <laughs> uh, shave the cat. Um, no, the answer was cooking oil. Just like basically, basically like give the give the cat a VO5 hot oil treatment. <laughs> but that also works on our own hair. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah. So, Dom, if you get sap in your beard this, this Christmas, you'll, you'll know what to do. Now I know. Yeah. Exactly. Um, all right, let me talk quickly about the, the rules for pine needle cleanup. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through this pretty, pretty fast. Last year on our Christmas episode, um, we did, like, I think we went pretty deep on pine needle stuff, and so I wanted to just do, like, a, just a quick hit on it um, for this one. And there's also, like, a, I've written about this a lot, um, so there's a lot of stuff online. You guys can use your Jolie Care Google trick, um, which, Dom, do you know the Jolie Care Google trick? I don't. You, you plug in... Jolie care plus whatever your problem is in life and like there will be an answer uh-huh. which is that was what Lindsay was saying when she said I googled today yeah. and I didn't find anything on eggnog wow um, okay but if she had googled dairy she would have found it so yeah anyway oh the other funny thing is so her, her boyfriend the one who spilled the eggnog on the carpet in the first place he's met me and he knows what I do and like you know um he apparently I guess she like texted him when it when when it worked and, and he goes how does Julie know so much about cleaning? <laughs> I was like, I, for the first time in my life, I've been asked a question that I literally just don't even know where I would begin to answer that. <laughs> I was like, John, like, what do you, what do you mean? How does Julie know so much about cleaning? You've met me. <laughs> yeah, but it, like, you have all these answers, you know. I mean, to these 
problems that vex people I that, know. that, that otherwise weird, right? clean people <laughs> are, are 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 just thrown by yeah you know yeah first time i read one of your pieces was the one about the the pit stains on white t-shirts oh that my like God. changed my life it's a classic yeah that's my most read deadspin post it, it, i mean like because i have a i had a bunch of old t-shirts <laughs> that meg, meg wanted me to get rid of and, <laughs> I still have them. Yeah, I know. Well, I, and I remember that, too. I remember that, too. So, you guys, I should say, one of one of the reasons that, that Dom is one of my favorite dad spinners is, is not only because he's a wonderful person. You really are a wonderful person. But also because Dom and I have been around for – we're old timers. Um, so, Dom, Dom was with the site when I first joined in 2013. And then he left. Um, and then he came back. Yes. And so, back home. Yeah, back home. Which yes. is now – you know, I've done that, too. Yeah. Right? I left for a year and changed and came back. Yeah. And, um, it's a, it's a nice it's a nice thing that we can do that. Yes, it's, it's one of the nicest things about Deadspin, I yes. think. Um, so, all right, before before we get like completely nostalgic and, and start <laughs> like you know like weeping over fairy tale of New York over here on our Christmas episode, let me talk to you about pine pine needles. Pine needles are very special in the world. Um, there are a couple of things you need to know when you're cleaning them up. If you are going to vacuum, this is totally counterintuitive, but it's really really important. Pine needles are super bulky. So if you are going to vacuum up pine needles, you need to empty the vacuum bag first. It's weird. That makes sense. Yeah. In a weird uh, way. Yeah. It's, ju- it's just going to allow the vacuum to work better because what will happen is the needles will go up into the bag and they are so bulky they'll take up so much room. If you're starting with a half full or almost full bag to begin with, the vacuum isn't going to be able to function properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so empty it first and then empty it again afterwards because otherwise, even though this sounds really, really nice, um, and I know I told this story last year, so I won't like go into super detail about it, but like, if you don't empty it right away, the vacuum is going to smell like pine forever, and that sounds really lovely in December, but believe you me, come August when you're vacuuming your home with the scent of Christmas, it's very annoying. Um, so don't, don't make the mistake that 22-year-old Jolie made um, and, uh, and leave your pine needles in your, in your vacuum bag for too, too long. Um, the other really important thing to know about using a vacuum to clean up pine needles is that the needles themselves are sticky. They do have sap on them. And so you want to use your hose attachment, um, nothing with bristles. Otherwise, the other, the other thing that, that 22-year-old Jolie did um, was she did not switch her attachments, and she used the bristle attachment, and needles got stuck in the bristles. And again, in August, my vacuum was vomiting pine needles out onto my carpet and it was very very annoying um so use your hose attachment if you're going to sweep there is an important thing to know about sweeping up pine needles which is this you will need to use a rubber broom and not a rush broom because again the pine needles are sticky and they will stick to rush but they will not stick to rubber huh yeah that Okay. It's like there's a there's a rubber and glue joke to be made in there somewhere <laughs> that, I, that I can't quite find, yeah. <laughs> but it's there. This is all helpful, though. Right. It's good to know. I mean, it's yeah. it's weird. It's because you know, people don't sit around thinking about pine needles. No, but then you but do. do. Then they're there, then and they're it's there. An, and you're annoyed, yeah. and you can't get them up, and right. you're even more annoyed. You know? Exactly. So, so now least, you know. That's how that, now I, you're I, a pine needle how, expert. That's how I've always handled it. Just getting annoyed. Just you know? <laughs> <laughs> very effective. Yeah. Um, okay, one one last thing to say about um, the, the pine needle stuff is that you can use, this is a great place for, for using oversized lint rollers. Now, do you know that oversized lint rollers exist in the world? They're uh, jumbo size. I did not know now that. Now you know. Um, and a lot of them come on long handles. So, like, 
you can get like a yeah, it's basically like a, like a paint a, roller. Like a yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um you can also MacGyver this. Now I don't really think you need to do this, but it's cool and fun and I know a lot of people like the MacGyvering kind of stuff and dumb. I think you're gonna be like I think you're gonna be charmed by this idea. Um you can MacGyver it by taking a broom and here this one you can use your regular old rush broom for this um and putting double-sided tape over the tips of the rushes Hmm. and then using it to like pick up the all the needles so that like that's how you macgyver a jumbo lint roller yeah yeah okay you just put double-sided tape on a on a broom yeah all right weird right yeah yeah (laughs) i i i probably look like i'm puzzled but i'm just picturing what it must be like to try to do that. Yeah. But if it works, and I'm sure it does. Yeah, it does. It awesome. does. And like, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things like it wouldn't it wouldn't be the thing I'm like fully recommend. It's just a cool, fun, kind of funny yeah, little yeah. Quirk, quirky thing to mention. Um, okay, so this is a good time for us to take a quick break. Dom and I will be right back with more about Christmas concerns. This is Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Kerr, and I'm joined by Deadspin's Don Cosentino. We've been talking about Christmas uh, we have uh, we have one more question. Um, and I'm going to have you read it. This is a horror story. It's not as bad as some of the ones that I've had on this show, but this is kind. Of, this is a gross out one, and I and I saved it for last because I love it. So here's our here's our tale of woe from Libby. Okay. Libby asks many times. I've thought to email you, but then used your Google trick or figured it out on my own. There it is. There's Jolie the Google trick. This time, I'm needing your assistance. Last year, after the holidays, a co-worker was giving away free faux Christmas trees, to which I happily accepted and stowed away in our basement for the year. This evening, as I was unpacking one of the trees, I noticed signs of mice nesting, pink house insulation in clumps in the box, and the instructions were half eaten. Ah! <laughs> and when I got to, when I got the, to the bottom of the box, I found mouse droppings. Ah! My husband assured me it was not from our basement as we have yellow insulation. That's a good husband. Whew. That's a good husband. Yep. Even if he lied and came yep. up with that, yep. that's a good it's husband. It's a good, uh, good, good diversion. Yeah. Being the cheapskate that I am, I do not want to throw out this tree as it's the nicer of the two larger trees she gave me, and those things are not cheap. I was determined to clean it. So I took, I took the tree pieces outside, shook them out, placed them on a tarp, and sprayed with a diluted bleach mixture and left out overnight. In the morning, I turned them over and sprayed them again, hoping this would disinfect any possible contamination. 
I also cleaned the floor where I was unpacking because droppings had fallen out as I unpacked the tree. Was this the correct thing to do? <laughs> I made, just, I made like, a face. Bad, like, oh my God. This Mouse is... droppings are just... <laughs> yeah. Was this the correct thing to do? Thanks so much for all your humor and sage advice. This was the correct thing to do. Wow. Yes, this was exactly the correct thing to do. You were you're perfect. You didn't you didn't even need me. You didn't need the Jolly Care Google trick. You you Libby, you're you're an official clean person. You figured it out. Um so this was this was totally the right thing to do. Um I'm going to talk generally about how to clean artificial trees, but I got to say goodbye to Dom because he's got to go pick up his son at daycare. Um, Dom, this was so much fun. Thank yes. you so much for being here. I really, really want to have you back in the new year. Love to be back. But before that, I want you to definitely invite me over for eggnog. That will happen. And I will, I will bring the bourbon. I will talk to Meg awesome. soon about making awesome. that happen. And yes. I will really, really look forward to that. Okay. Um, so you guys, um, thank you to Dom for being here. I'm going to continue on. I'm going to let him uh, ro- roll on out of the studio so you can just uh, take take your uh, headphones off and, and go get go get Cammy. Um, and Merry Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you, my friends. Merry Christmas to you and Thank Happy you. New Year. Thank you. Thank you, Joel. Yeah, of course. Um, all right, you guys. So let me talk to you about um, cleaning um, artificial trees generally. Now, look, mo- most of you are not going to, and I hope, are not going to end up with uh, mouse droppings in your artificial tree. Um, and Libby totally did do the right thing in terms of using the... Um, the bleach diluted bleach solution because she wanted to disinfect that because mouse droppings um, I mean not only are they gross but they they do carry um, you know germs and bacteria and vi- viral kind of stuff that you don't want um, she definitely also could have used a diluted white vinegar solution um, that would also have worked but the bleach you know was a, was a great call um, however most of you are not really going to have to be bleaching your artificial Christmas trees but there are some things that you might want to do. Um, the first is if they've gotten dusty um, over the course of, you know, being out or being in storage or, you know, what, whatever happened, you can vacuum your artificial tree, believe it or not. Um, you want to you want to be a little bit ginger with it, because obviously um, if you're if you have a particularly sucky vacuum, uh, LOL, um, you know, you could you could get like a branch could get clogged up in there and so you want you want to be gentle with it but the important thing if you're going to vacuum the tree um, is that you want to switch to the upholstery attachment so artificial trees are basically like the opposite um, of the real trees when it comes to like the vacuuming stuff so with with vacuuming, vacuuming up real pine needles you want to be using the hose attachment you don't want to be using bristles but if you've got an artificial one you want to be using the upholstery attachment which is bristled because it's a little bit more gentle the other thing you can do um, is you can wipe the branches down with a little bit of sudsy water and a, and a rag um, so if I don't know I don't I, I can't imagine like w- what scenario you might need to do that, but I'm sure that there are because there's every scenario in the book out there. And I'm sure that you guys will, uh, or I hope you will, at least because I love your holiday questions, um, will tell me what has gone on and around your Christmas trees that you've needed to, to wipe them down. Like, oh, you know what? Like if your cat pees on the artificial Christmas tree, like that's, you would need the sudsy water and the rag and you'd have to wipe it off. So there you go. Or if someone like, someone like, um, upends like a, a glass of eggnog and it gets over you you'd wipe that off so that that's all you really need to know um 
about the um, the artificial trees. Um, so that's the last of our holiday questions this year, but it's not the end of the episode. Uh, I have a few little treatsies for you guys. Um, so um, I um, I'm going to uh, wait wait for it. Wrap this baby up with um, some listener tips, and then um, end on what I think is a really, really sweet note um, with a story that a listener um, actually emailed me today about wax season, um, which I will, um, I will remind you guys about what wax season is. But before we get into the, the sweet story about wax season, um, last year on the holiday episode, um, I asked for, um, for, for listeners to tell me if they had any particularly um, clever solutions to wrapping paper management. Um, and I shared what we do in my family, which is um, everybody just gets a garbage bag um, before the present opening begins. And you basically just like, as you open your presents, you just put the um, the wrapping and, and cards and all that kind of stuff into into your own um, <clears throat> your own trash bag. Um, and so that works for us. But we got, um, I got a few um emails from listeners who have their own systems and so I wanted I've been saving them all year I have such a good filing system that I save them all year and so I want to share these two um reader t- or listener tips with you guys in Ray wrapping paper management so the first comes from Laura who writes hi Jolie here's what we do to contain used wrapping paper at the holidays we set out a garden pop-up bag and she says like this one she she sent um a link from Ace Hardware. I'll I'll put that into the um, into the Deadspin Companion post so you can see it. Um, so she she says that, and the reason I mention that is because she she also says in parentheses she says it's like this one only we randomly lucked into finding one that was red and green and therefore Christmassy. Um, she continues. Everyone enjoys wadding up wrapping paper into balls and shooting baskets. My side of the extended family lives in an area where wrap can be recycled without restrictions on tape. We only can't recycle foil wrap, so we just don't use it. And for them, we empty the pop-up bag right into our recycling bin. My partner's side of the family does not live in an area that recycles wrap, so they line the pop-up bag with a garbage bag and just take it out after the gifting. Hope that helps. I think that's really clever, and I love I love the idea of everyone sitting around and shooting hoops. It just sounds really fun and really festive, and just like it adds another layer of um, of good cheer to what is already um, usually a pretty fun family um, family event when you're sitting around opening the presents. So I really love that, and Laura, thank you so much for taking the time to write to me and tell me about it. And then we have one more. This one is really really cool. Um, Sally wrote to me, "Hi, Jolie." So I just listened to the holiday podcast and I had to tell you about my family's wrapping paper management because it is unusual but also super thrifty. It probably works better in a big family situation like mine. At Christmas, there tends to be a small group of two to three people who have volunteered for the job of Santa's elves. One person is grabbing the presents from under the tree and handing them to the recipients while announcing loudly who it is to and from so the extremely loud family will pay attention and not ask for this information 8 million times. When the person who is unwrapping the present discards their paper, another person grabs it, judges whether it is large enough to save, and either folds it or puts it in the wastebasket next to them. If any ribbons have been discarded, someone else usually wraps the ribbon and puts it in a box that they have in front of them. 
Once all this is over, the wrapping paper that was deemed big enough to save and the ribbon slash bows slash etc. go to the wrapping station of the house in which this unwrapping took place. I have a few department store boxes that originally had wedding presents in them for this purpose. One is actual wrapping paper, one is tissue paper, one is ribbons and bows, and I also have a bag that contains all my gift bags. My mom, aunts, and grandmother all have significantly more elaborate setups, however. They all have an actual station with a table, good scissors, rolls of scotch tape, drawers separated into Christmas-appropriate versus birthday paper, stacks of gift boxes within gift boxes, etc. What I can say definitively is that we basically never buy wrapping paper because of this system. Enough people will either get a, get a store to gift wrap the item for them or get presents from outsiders to get new wrapping paper into the system when the old stuff has worn out. Very truly, your Sally B. I love that. I just think that is so great. And I, I know it won't work for everybody because um, it's very, very involved. But sometimes those very involved things are a thing that you just take a lot of pride in. And I, and I think that, that they clearly do. And I like that it's a generational thing that's been, that's been passed down that you know her, her grandmother does and her mom and her aunts do. And now she does. Um, and so I love that. Sally, thank you so, so, so much for sharing that um, with me and allowing me to share with my listeners. I think it's super, super cute. Um, if you guys have your own systems for for managing wrapping paper or if you have traditions like this that you just feel like sharing with me um i i would really really love to hear about them um i i I do save them for um for future holiday content um so i want to remind you guys to send me send me your questions send me um your your tips and all that stuff because i um it's also super helpful for me when i I have to plan these episodes, obviously, before the holidays actually happen. So I need to use, like, last year's reserves um, to, have, to have new content. So, um, so yeah, just let me know um, if you have special tips or traditions that you, that you want to share. Um, and to, um, to close this episode out, um, I have a really sweet story that, um, that a listener emailed me today. Um, with the subject line, Wax Season Proposal Story. Now, um, if you're a very dedicated listener of the show, you know that wax season is a thing that I completely and totally made up. Um, and I love it. And actually, um, my editor at the New York Times, Tim Herrera, who was on um, a few episodes ago to talk about holiday stains, um, he got really into the concept of wax season too. And he was like, Jolie, we're going to make this a thing. Like, we're going to make this a real, like, legitimate thing. Um, and I'm laughing so hard because I'm like, I, 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 he's like, he's like mostly joking with me. Um, and I, and I totally appreciate it. But I also was like, my God, I can't believe I'm actually in a position where like, I could make this a thing because I write for the New York Times now. And like, if I say it in the paper of record, it's the paper of record and wax season's going to be a thing, which I love. Um, so of course I'll cop. To the fact, um, if I do write about it for uh, for the New York Times, and it's a thing I completely made up, um, but one of the nice and 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 like very very surprising things about the Times um, is how voicey they let me be, and they they really let me bring a lot of my. Um, my personality and my approach to the job and to the work that I'm doing for them, and it's really fun. So I do kind of feel like we're gonna we're gonna get something in there about wax season, um, maybe to wrap up wax season. So here's what wax season is: it's it's the it's what I recall the period from October 15th to February 15th, um, which also happens to be my busy season. Um, those are my those are my four busiest months. Um, it starts right before Halloween, 
um, and ends right after uh, Valentine's Day. And the reason that I refer to it as wax season is because um, it's it's bookended by two very waxy holidays. So um, obviously you use a lot of candles on um, on Halloween because you put them in pumpkins. And I know most people have moved away from actual um, wax candles and they use, um, you know, the, the battery operated lights and stuff like that. But like I really still think about like sticking the actual candle in the pumpkin um, and then the bookend of it, obviously, is Valentine's Day on February 14th um, when you're lighting your romantical candles. And in the middle, you have a lot of holidays where people are setting a nice table um, and they're using candles, you know, and candlesticks or something like that. Or they're um, they're putting out seasonal scented candles like pine scented candles and all of that stuff. So that's why I call it wax season. Um, so this listener... Um, Wrote, wrote to me today, um, as I said, the subject line was Wax Season Proposal Story. So she writes, Hi, Jolie. I'm coming up on my first wedding anniversary, and it suddenly struck me that while I don't usually talk too much about the story of how my husband proposed to me, I just realized that it is thematically perfect for wax season. It was not a big production. I came home from work, and my husband had lit candles all over the apartment. There were roses and music. It was lovely, but over in about 30 seconds... My husband is not what I would call a, quote, clean person, but he is an incredibly tidy person. So once I said yes and we kissed, he immediately set about blowing out the small candles and collecting them in a plastic grocery bag. Needless to say, the hot wax melted the bag. It left a trail of red and purple wax all over our white wall-to-wall carpet. Within minutes, I was on the ground with paper towels and an iron to melt the wax back out of the carpet while my husband called our family members and hold the phone, held the phone up to my ear so that I could hear the happy reactions. While it wasn't particularly glamorous, the fact that I spent what I, th- what I thought would be the most romantic moment of my life cleaning still makes me laugh. And through a combination of the hot ironing technique and some resolve for the red dye stain, our carpet was mostly saved. Happy wax season. I love the podcast and your writing. Thank you for making cleaning joyous. Um, I want to say to you, thank you so much for sharing that story with me. I am tickled. I would say I would say tickled pink, but I didn't realize I should say I'm tickled red and purple um, over the story. I love the fact that um, you were able to pull on all the things that you've learned from this show and my column to clean the wax right up. I love the idea of, of you having the phone held up while you're cleaning up this mess. And you know, the thing is, is that, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said for these big elaborate proposals. And I think people know that I'm, I'm a big fan of the stadium proposal and that I want nothing more in life than a Fenway proposal. Like that is my literal, literal dream. I know it's like most people's nightmare, but like I, want a Fenway proposal. (laughs) I know I'll never get one, Um, but that is like totally my dream. But honestly, most proposals are just like yours. They're they're private, they're intimate, and they do go by really fast. I mean, will you marry me is a pretty fast question to ask someone. Um, And so um, I just just love how um, I think this is so relatable for for so many of us. Um, And and I love that you see the humor in it. Um, And and that to me um, makes that a, such a perfect proposal in a way that a proposal that you know is is more planned out and elaborate isn't because it's your story and it's so special to you so I just wanted to say thank you so much for sharing that I hope you guys really loved that story I really was touched by it um, 
that is about going to do it for this episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I have a couple of um, reminders for you guys before I, I do my, my final sign-off of the year, if you can believe it. I am actually going to be off for the next two weeks. Uh, there will be content for you. Don't you worry. I have pulled two of my favorite old episodes, old, old episodes. Um, and so you guys will be getting those served up um, while I'm down on a dark week. This is just because of the, the holiday schedule and the live show planning and all of that kind of stuff. Um, uh, so be on, the, be on the lookout for those two oldies but goodies. I think they're going to be new to most of you because they, they really are from, um, from several years ago when the, the show was on a different network and it was the, the format was a little bit different. It will sound familiar enough. Um, the other thing I want to remind you guys is to please, 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 I'm begging you, come out for the live show on January 11th. You can buy tickets by heading over to Ask a Clean Person Podcast Live, all one word. That's Ask a Clean Person Podcast Live dot splash that dot com. Or you can email me, joliecare at gmail.com for the link if that's a lot to remember. Um, I really hope that lots of you will come out. It is going to be a super, super fun night. We're going to be doing live audience questions too. So um, if you really want the chance to uh, to come ask me a question in person, that that is it. Um, and if you like what you heard today, please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash askacleanperson and selecting one of the amazing rewards I'm offering to my listeners. I would also love it if you would subscribe on Acast or iTunes, leave a rating, and tell your pals about this weird little cleaning show that you love so much. And of course, thanks to you, my listeners, for joining me for another episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.